everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are very excited today. We have a special guest and this is our bonus episode of the podcast. We're kind of had a, a free week here in September before uh, fall harvest uh, really started as far as our coverage. And so we're thinking of some fun things that we could do. And I am from Rachel Wagner and I'm delighted to have my friend Suey from the K-pop converters uh, channel YouTube channel is here, and we are going to talk all about K dramas today. Uh, we thought that uh, it would have some similarities between the Hallmarkies audience, and it might be just kind of a fun uh, thing to explore for this bonus episode. And Sui, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, so much fun! Yay! Yes, <laughs> uh, we we've been friends in real life for quite a while. Uh, that it's been, I don't know, at least, wow, I don't know, five, don't six know years either. at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, five or six, I'd say. Yeah. And uh, so this was really fun for me to get to see you uh, become, you know, have your YouTube channel and to become uh, so engrossed in the world of K-pop. That was something I had never heard of before until you introduced it to me. And uh, so why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and about your channel and what you guys do? All right, Case. I'm Suey from the K-Pop Converters, like you said. It's our YouTube channel that we've been doing for about four and a half years now, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, we start, I started with my sister Megs and my daughter Toto and our friend Ren. And uh, Megs got us, got me and my daughter into K-dramas about five years ago. It's almost been now. And one of her friends made her watch them around Thanksgiving time five years ago. And uh, she watched them nonstop for an entire month, all through December. And then on Christmas Day of that year, she drug me to the computer, literally, and said, you need to watch this. And I'm like, no, I really don't think I need to. I'm, and then she's like, no, you need to. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I, anyway, she, she made me sit down and she's like, let's just watch this one episode and then you can see what you think. And so she made me watch one. And at the, at the end of it, I was like, okay, okay. I, I think I get what you're talking about here. That was really fun. And we watched another episode. And then after she left, I continued to watch that and pretty soon I'd watched the whole thing and I was like, okay, what do I watch next? <laughs> and it was awesome. And uh, I just fell in love pretty much right off the bat, just yeah. like she knew I would. And it was like two weeks later that she was watching a drama that happened to have a guy in it that she was really intrigued with. So she looked him up and found out he was in a band and looked that up. And she sent me the song, a song she found. She's like, how about you listen to this? I bet you would like this. And so that was the day our lives really changed. And we found K-pop. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. most, most, a lot of times people, these two things go hand in hand because a lot of the K-pop guys are stars on the K-dramas. So sometimes people find one and then the other, or, you know, it, mm -hmm. it can go be either way. But for us, it was K-drama for just a little bit. And then we found the K-pop and then our lives changed. And wanted, we want to talk about it so much that that's when we thought, okay, we're going to start a YouTube channel where we can just talk about what we're learning and discovering. And we just wanted to fangirl and gush about everything. And that the channel has morphed from that kind of that, um, you know, discovery thing to now where we're doing all kinds of other things. And mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of reactions on the channel. We did a lot of reactions, I should say, but now we're kind of moved away from that a little bit and we do more, 
um, I don't even know how to describe what we do, compilations and edits and uh, we just take things that we find on YouTube that we love and we can, we make mashups of them kind of mm -hmm. and just do edits of them of things that we love and try to teach people about groups and sometimes we have discussion and blog um, type videos. We used to have concert vlogs, of course we haven't been able to go to a concert are these men this whole year mm -hmm. we went to a couple in january so uh but yeah concert vlogs are one of our favorite things to do too mm -hmm. so i guess yeah, that's... So, so i didn't know that that you got the k-drama first yeah and then the k-pop yeah for me it was only a couple weeks like okay, <laughs> it didn't take long <laughs> for my sister it was like a month and all of a sudden she was like what is this music i've just found um but yeah, and I was going to say on the channel, we do have some K-drama stuff. It's very much more about K-pop on the channel, but we've done some reviews of K-dramas and I have put together some of our favorite songs from K-dramas and I've got a playlist on there of our favorite, K my my favorite K-drama kiss kisses. Oh. Um, it's really fun. I don't think anybody else has contributed to that playlist. It's mostly me just going through finding <laughs> the kisses on the YouTube and putting them in a playlist. So yeah, yeah. so there's some K-drama stuff on there, but it's mostly k-pop but yeah cool yeah and, so and if you... people want to find that i was going to say it's it's k-pop converters and the converters is with a k if people want right. to find that and yeah we'll have all that in the description so people can take a look at Easy your look. yeah yeah um so had you had any like familiarity with korea at all or was you kind nothing. of the whole culture was new to you absolutely brand new yeah, yeah. nothing i thought at that point i I had never really been that interested in Asian culture. Mm -hmm. So, and it was very foreign to me at that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but wow, that's changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I am more familiar with the anime scene, although I would certainly not consider myself an expert over in Japan. Um, and, uh, you know, that I know kind of a little bit at least about all of that um over uh, in but the whole k-drama thing is has all been new since uh, i've seen what you guys do on it and this is my first series that we watched uh, my first k-drama series so that was pretty fun to it's fun to get out of your comfort zone try something new uh, and to experience another culture i think is really right. is really cool yeah it is Right. And of course, we all saw uh, the uh, Korean, South Korean uh, filmmaking got a big push this last year uh, with um, uh, with Parasite right. uh, winning Best Picture. So that was pretty exciting. That was very exciting. And some of our K-drama actors are, are in that movie. Oh, so. really? Yeah. So it, it was awesome. It was awesome. I yeah. love that movie. I thought it was so good. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought it was an, an, a really unusual movie because it's very entertaining for like your mass appeal kind of, you know, audience. Mm -hmm. But then it's also really good for like your art house, you know, film it's, snob, cinema kind of people too. It's just like it's crossing over it to yeah. everybody, right? And yeah. that's hard to find. Yeah. It's hard to find that thing that that uh that just pretty much everybody likes it was just it it had something to say but it wasn't too overbearing with it it had uh it it had characters that were complex like there was really no i think you're supposed to maybe not like the rich family as much but i still felt for them 
and I they had they weren't just one note villains like they right. could have been like they had right. a perspective and I felt for them uh too and the certainly the the poor family is not 100% likable so that makes them interesting and uh so I I think it's a really great movie and I was so excited that it won best picture just because it's so rare that the movie I actually think is the best movie of the year actually wins. Right. Like what? That never happens <laughs> ever. Like, I know it was a great day. <laughs> I know. And usually I'm just like, eh, it was, I mean, I liked it. It was a good movie. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> That's funny. But anyway, so that was exciting. Uh, but, um, I, uh, yeah. And so we, so let's talk about kind of what K-drama is to people who are unfamiliar with it. Okay. And uh, I, maybe this is incorrect, but going into it, I kind of thought of it as sort of telenovelas, but for Korea, is that not correct? So that's what most people think. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's not, I'm not, I'm not that familiar with telenovelas, but basically mm-hmm. you're talking Spanish soap operas, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people think that K-dramas are just like soap operas, which in my head, Soap operas are like daytime TV here, right? Mm-hmm. To me, they're, they're not that at all. What they are is just what's on TV in Korea. It's what the big stations in Korea are airing on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what everybody's watching there. You know, all the, it's what people are watching on TV. And there's like three or four big stations and they're all putting out the dramas. So it's basically Korean TV. Mm-hmm. So would you say that most of them are I mean, we, they say K-drama, but would you say that there's a variety in that as far as some of them more comedic or are they all kind of a similar sort of tone there's and a, feel? There's a huge variety. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, most people think of them right off the bat as uh, romantic comedies, rom-coms. That's a big part of them. That's what I love, love mostly. Um, but there are thriller, crime, mystery, thriller, lawyer, courtroom intrigue ones that are, that are very popular, um, that have little or no romance element to them at all. It's all about the plot and the mystery that, that they're solving or whatever. There's a lot of those. And then there's ones that are historical ones of period pieces, you know, mostly the Joseon time, um, time period, which is similar to Victorian era in England or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm not exactly sure if the years match up, but what I'm saying is that's just the popular time period that people really, really love to go back to. And there's tons of dramas that take place in that time period. A lot of people love those. They're very dramatic. Those, those ones are, um, some of them are silly and fun too, though. And then there's like fantasy paranormal ones that you have your ghosts or your supernatural characters or your, you know, time travel, or, um, there was a popular one just on, that had a parallel universe. So there's a lot of things like that that have a little bit of a fantastical element to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that does kind of, in a way, make me think of anime because a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't like anime. And I'm like, how can you say that? Because there's so many different kinds. There's every different kind of tone and feel and style. Some of them use more watercolors. Some of them use, you know, I think a lot of times what people say when they say they don't like anime is they're saying they don't like things like Pokemon and Digimon and, right. and those kinds of, those kinds of series. Right. Um, as opposed to, you know, something like my neighbor Totoro or, um, 
Grave of the Fireflies or you know, just stuff that like one's a war movie, one's uh, one's a you know sweet little film for children. When there's everything all over the place, uh, Kira is like dystopian that's pretty violent and bloody. I mean, there's just a lot of variety in the world of anime. So a lot of times when I when I hear that people say that, I think you just haven't found the right anime unless you just hate animation then there's no hope (laughs) for you i get that but um but uh but uh if you're open to animation then i think that there is an anime film for everybody and so i think that's probably kind of a similar experience now is anime and manga the same sort of thing or some anime is based on manga like what's the connection between those two so manga is like the books uh kind of it's kind of like comic books Right. Um, but for, uh, and there are a lot of anime that are based on manga. Okay. So what I was going to say is there are a lot of K-dramas that are based on manga also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, a lot of the, they even have some mangas that are then based off of anime. So sometimes it goes the other way back and forth. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's what the, the mangas are. And there's yeah, some so for like little kids. I wasn't kids. sure. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if I could say that some K-dramas are based off anime, but I think it's more that they're based off the manga. Yeah. And there's a, or web dramas that were really popular or something. Web, mm-hmm. web what do they call them? Comics? Web? <laughs> um, do, um, do most of the K-drama, are they set in Korea or do some of them in Japan, some of them in... Okay, well, uh, there places? are there are Japanese dramas and Taiwanese dramas and Chinese dramas. So, like, if it was set in Japan and it's Japanese, then that'd be a J-drama. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but, like, K-dramas, the ones that are actually Korean dramas, mostly set in Korea. I have watched some that they'll bounce around to other parts of the world, depending on whatever the story going on in the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, they travel a bit, but... But most of them are in Korea. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and do, do do most of them of the K dramas? Do most of them only last one season? Right. Pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. There's only a handful that I know of that have other seasons that go on to other seasons. And even the ones that I know of, the seasons are short. So like Kingdom, it's on Netflix. It's really popular right now. Like the first season has six, seven, or eight uh, episodes, and then the second mm-hmm. season has like eight. So it's basically the same length now as our as a regular, regular season. season, but you know there's just the time period in between the two of them. But there's only a handful that I know of that have gone on to to more seasons. But that's one of the things that people love the most about K dramas is that they have this time period, this length, and they get done, and they yeah. don't go on forever and ever for oh for so many seasons like so many Western and American shows do. Yeah, I mean that is different than anime then because uh, these anime shows can go on like One Piece or yeah. Di- you know Digimon, Pokemon. These shows can go on for forever. <laughs> I mean, there's some that have been going on since the '80s, literally. I wow. forget the I forget the um, name uh, that my friend was telling me the other day that uh, that has been on since the '80s. Uh, <laughs> just like um yeah and so I, I i agree i think that's appealing it's one of the reasons why i've always been more of a movie fan versus right. a television fan yeah. is because i find that most television shows i think most television shows have 
about two good seasons in them. Yeah. And the rest is like, oh, like some good episodes. Um, But uh, I think a really great show has four good seasons in it. And then the rest are kind of, eh. And uh, we were talking the difference between like K-dramas is kind of right in the middle. So you get longer than a movie. Yeah. So you have more time to develop the character and the story, but then you don't drag it on as long as a huge, you know, multiple season Mm -hmm. thing. And um, the other thing I like is that the K-dramas feel like a, it's like reading a book. So it's like a, it's longer, like movies, movies are shorter. So it's not, doesn't give you that book feel. Whereas a K-drama is like reading a book, you know, for a week or so, you know, how it would take you about that long to read a book mm-hmm. or whatever. It, it fulfills the exact same need for me that books do. And I yeah. find them very, very similar. So, and, and like, like I said, they're just long enough to give it enough time for, for the character development to build up and for that perfect arc for those, for those characters mm-hmm. in the plot. One of the things I noticed about the one that we watched, and we'll talk more about it, but um, I noticed it is very, very clean. Very, right. like they, even the kisses were very chaste. Yes. Ex- <laughs> yeah. This one was particularly clean. Um, some of them, some of them are a little, a little more, kissy, I would say, but they're all still very clean. Mm-hmm. It's, everything takes place. If something happens, it's always behind a closed door. They, they leave it up to your imagination. Um, rarely any skin go, is going on. I saw one one time where he was actually starting to unbutton her, button her shirt, and I thought I was going to die because I had never seen that <laughs> in a K-drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he stopped. I mean, he didn't go very far. And, I, and anyway, some of them are a little bit more involved than others but they're all still very clean so yeah yeah i was like boy i mean this even i mean that's obviously similarity to hallmark is the hallmark shows are very 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 clean and uh i'm like that's a lot of cuddling going on for people that are i love it so that's my favorite yeah Yeah. that that just romantic cuddling and the we we always talk about how we get so worked up about a hand-holding thing like I think I noticed you were talking about the hand holding, like it was a big deal and it always is in a K drama. Hand holding mm-hmm. in the first kiss, you're so excited for the first kiss to finally happen. Like I said, this one left me a little bit disappointed in the kissing department just because, and you know, and I was trying to, I was thinking about that. And I think it's because the age difference in those actors, it's mm-hmm. 10 years. I looked it up oh, and yeah. that might make them a little nervous when, when the actual actors are that, far apart in age so that they keep those kisses a little a little cleaner even yeah i mean they were closed mouth pecs because i know that this actor has been he's done he's done some other dramas where it's not quite so so chaste (laughs) am am i wrong in thinking the that the big the biggest group is the bts that the big biggest uh, yeah k-pop group Uh, yeah that's the one that's most popular right now yeah 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 uh so all right, well, let's dive into, we'll talk more kind of about other tropes as we talk about this one, I think. And so we decided to review and to take a look at Romance is a Bonus Book, and this is available on Netflix. So it's pretty widely available to everybody. And it's 16 episodes, and these are pretty long episodes. I was telling you that that kind of surprised me because I'm just used to, if something's a one-hour show, it's when you watch it without the ads, it's about 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this so, is very typical of a drama to be hour-long episodes, yeah. 16 episodes long. That's really typical. Sometimes you have 
ones that are half hour long episodes, but then they'll have 32 episodes. And then there's some that are a little shorter. And then there's some that are like an hour and a half long. Mm -hmm. So it, it varies, but this is, this is pretty typical. Do you put, do you typically binge the K-dramas? I'm not very, group? a lot of people binge, but I am not very good at binging. I, I like to watch a drama episode a day. And sometimes I'll be watching older dramas like this one where, where the, all the episodes are available. And sometimes I'm watching new dramas that are just being aired. And so every week we're waiting for new episodes to drop. And then we have to wait for them to get subbed. And right. so it's fun to watch those and then watch an older one in between on the other days. But normally I watch one or two episodes a day just because I have other things going on and I, and I want to yeah. keep my books going on. And so my yeah. reading, because this, this does take place of reading for me. And so that's why my book reading has dropped a lot and my dramas go up, but, but I try to fit them all in and it's really hard. How but, soon yeah. do they get that new episode uh, to the States? Um, they, it's, uh, do they come the very day? I think that they come, Oh, fast. They, they come on the sub. day, they, they are available on the day that they're available in Korea, but then you have to wait about a day for the subtitles to show up. Mm. Do you watch it just on YouTube or? Um, I watch, I watch on a site called Viki, V-I-K-I. Okay. And that one had, you can watch things for free there if you can deal with the ads. And then there's some things that aren't available but a lot of things are available for free, but I do the subscription things. It's just like buying mm -hmm. Netflix or Hulu sure. or whatever. And then Netflix. So I'm just using those two places, Netflix and Vicky. Mm -hmm. um, there used to be, there's others, and there used to be one that everybody watched called Drama Fever, but they died. I don't know. They, they just went away. But since they went away, Netflix has picked up tons. And so ne okay. Netflix is picking up the slack. But like I said, there's some other places too that people use. So... And now, really Netflix is session. calling this a Netflix original show, but it aired in Korea. Yes, I don't understand that. <laughs> Maybe it's because they are the only ones that have rights to show it here or something, but yeah. they didn't put it on. No, it's no. still done by those TV show, TV stations and TV networks yeah. in Korea that I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of interesting to see like the heavy product placement. Oh yeah, and the, the it's one of my favorite things about K dramas too. It's like every drama will have a subway, a Dyson vacuum, um, some makeup products. I noticed the coffee machine in this one. Yes, big the, time. The, the pods. <laughs> sometimes it's really blatant, and sometimes they're a little more subtle about it. But um, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. they put a, those those sponsors put a lot of money into K dramas. Yeah, I was like, they wouldn't do that. It was. I mean, I guess that, that you don't typically see that on Netflix. Uh, yeah, that's funny. That, that, so I was like, I, I think this aired in, in uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. And also, um, uh, I think you saw some of the so heavy look at the car. I forget what kind of cars, but because I'm not a car person. But I was going to say, I'm, I'm not sure a car person that was either, product so I placement. I don't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. They usually list underneath. I don't know if this one does but they usually listen underneath all the brands that sponsored and at the end of the show, all those mm -hmm. brand names will fly by in credits. But yeah. so, well, first of all, so you're revisiting this show and how did you think, how did you like it? Uh, is that held up for you? Yeah, I really liked it. I, I, um, 
I was I was interested to know if I would like it as much the second time around. But my problem is, is I don't remember things very well. So I'm watching it going, when is that stupid first kiss? I don't understand. I, I should know <laughs> when this happens and I can't even remember. And yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that felt new to me again this the second time around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved the setting, the book publishing company, because I love books so much. And mm-hmm. this, this second time around, I was like, yeah, I remember how much I loved how important books were to these characters. And mm-hmm. so that held up. I'm like, that's, that's so awesome. I just yeah. love that part. That was fun. Sometimes it was a little hard for me to keep track of who was who and what characters were. And that's probably because it's your first time. Yeah, probably because it's my first time. Yeah, it's easier when you get more used to their names and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I, yeah, the pacing was just a little. It took me a little bit to get used to the pacing. Was a little slow. It was a little slow for me. The pacing. Um. Well, especially in the middle. Um, the, the first, it starts out being kind of at the beginning, it starts out being kind of wacky and she's, you know, hiding, uh, she's living in his house without him realizing it, which is funny. And so there's, and then it gets, it kind of changes in that. We'll talk a little bit more about one part that I still hundred percent didn't quite think worked, but it was interesting. It becomes darker and then, but then there's also the humor and, so it changes throughout the course of the, but I would say the middle parts were uh, maybe a little bit slow for me, uh, but uh, but I overall enjoyed it, and it was really cool to you know see something from another culture and uh, just have a different experience because uh, most of what I watch is the is the same kind of you know same kind of things over and over again. So this was right. this was interesting to do. Um, I I think I read that this actor the lead actor is is a pretty pretty big name oh, he's yeah. pretty famous lee john suk e yeah you don't say the l e okay. john suk suk i can never say his last the last part of his name correctly but um e is his family name the, the family name always comes first in korean names mm-hmm. and the way that that they have to put an l on it to romanize it for us but the L is not, it's a, it's a silent. So Lee Jong-suk is how his, how his name is said. And he's huge, huge, yeah, huge. There's like, I'd say there's maybe, t- I mean, there's a lot of really popular actors, but there's probably five or 10 that are really, really big names. And he's one of them. Mm-hmm. And he just barely, was it just barely? I feel like it was just barely, but time flies went on his military service all all the boy, the boys in uh, korea have to do about two years worth of military service oh and so it's a big deal it's part of the culture it's part of what we as fans deal with because our our guys our k-pop guys our k-drama guys we all we know that they're gonna have to leave sometime and they don't really leave leave like they're still in their country and whatever but they have to completely give up their careers to dedicate their their service to the military wow so even the celebrities and stuff they even the celebrities even the celebrities and so i think he just left a little bit ago and they have to do it before they turn 30 somewhere and the celebrities usually wait till the very end most of the boys do it towards the early 20s but celebrities wait till they're almost 30 and so i think Mm -hmm. he just went a little bit ago last year maybe or a few i don't even know Gosh, I should have looked that up. 
So, so then we wait for him to come back. And usually when they come back, then they make their grand entrance back into the industry again. And it's really fun to have them back. Yeah. So that's interesting. He's currently gone right now. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you could kind of tell. I mean, do most of these shows have a female protagonist as the lead or it just depends? Um, there's usually just a, 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 both a female and male lead. Yeah. Okay. Together. Because that's with Hallmark, 99.9% of all of the movies have a female female protagonist. It's their like lead story. And then there's a love interest, obviously. So you but, feel like uh, the, so this the one did. You feel like the story is more revolving around the girl always. I, is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I would say that in K-dramas, it can go back and forth between revolving around one or the other. But mm-hmm. for the most part, in my mind anyway it's kind of an equal thing. You end up learning the stories and the backgrounds of both characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I haven't so, thought about that, that much. Hmm. Um, why don't you tell us, uh, tell the listeners a little bit of kind of just the basic overall plot of this, of the show, if they, if they want to check it out. So it's about a girl. Yeah. Our, our lead protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> Who, when, when we first meet her, we, we learn that she's been in a, in a marriage that she seems like a loveless marriage, right? And it starts out when she's trying to get away from her, from her wedding. And we see our main guy as her friend at that point. And then we flash forward like 11 years and to the present time. And we see that she's been divorced. She's kind of destitute. She doesn't have a job. She can't get a job. Her house is being demolished. She has no place to go. She's like really, really, really down and nobody will hire her because she's been out of the career scene for whatever they said it was, seven years or something. And she's really down on her luck. And she's still friends with the guy that we've met in the, at the beginning. And, but she's not telling him what, um, what's going on. So she ends up using his house as a place to hang out. And so that the premise is that uh, she, she needs him and he's going to, he'll, he'll be there for her no matter what, but she hasn't told him what's going on. And then she ends up getting his job in the publishing company where he is the chief editor and also their biggest author. And she ends up getting kind of the peon job and she fakes her resume to look like she doesn't have the experience that she has. And so then they finally, she finally gets the job. Mm-hmm. And so then, um, yeah, we just follow her. Uh, progression from there and how he ends up finding out what's going on and they end up so they're now they're living together and he's loved her all these many years and she's only thought of him as a little brother and so then we just watch their romance develop and how she all of a sudden realizes that there's more to him than she thought and and then we just see her grow in um finding her place in in the career world again yeah. so and then we get backstories in, in k-dramas there's always the backstories so then we get the backstory of the author who the mysterious author who we don't know what's going on with and how he's connected to our main guy and then we have the secondary characters which and there's always a second second love interest so we learn his story and yeah mm-hmm. I guess yeah, that's basically. I think that's good. You described it well. I think they could have, and again, this is probably because I'm green, but they they could have done a better job of making it more clear when what was a flashback and what was not. Mm-hmm. Um, especially things with Mr. King and some of that stuff. I was 
it was confusing about what was happening uh, and what, what part of that was flashback and what part of it was happening. And uh, so that got a, a little bit, for me, it was a little confusing. Yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a big, and we're going to now, we're going to give some spoilers. So if you want to go watch the show and, and listen to the rest of the podcast later, understandable. Um, so the big theme of the show, as you said, is, uh, or one of the themes is that women returning to the workforce after raising children. Uh, and is that, would you say that's a unique theme to this show? Something different? I think it's unique to this show. Yeah, there's a lot of shows that revolve around the workplace, and there's there's several shows I would say where it's w- women's place in the workplace. Mm-hmm. But this particular um, theme of somebody coming back after being gone for a while, I don't know that I've ever seen it seen in another one. But so yeah, I think that's specific to this one. Mm-hmm. But like I said, workplace shows are huge. So yeah. and, do they and just the dynamics of the workplace and and all the you know. Mm-hmm. bosses versus the workers and um yeah all that that's 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 a big thing mm-hmm. well and at least from my study of japan uh that they're more their work environments are more group oriented mm-hmm. than our work environments are like uh when they I know that some of my uh, Latter-day Saint friends in Japan struggle because they don't go out to the bars and to the, you know, things uh, after, which is just Uh sort of expected as part of the group, being part of the group. And so when you're not a part of the group, that's very hard socially. And, uh, and so I think you got a feel of that here with this sort of group environment. Everybody's basically in the same room except for the two head bosses and uh there's a sense of when one person messes up that it it, it it's not just a personal problem it's you betrayed the entire group uh-huh. which i noticed particularly yeah. when i think her name is Yi, the young one the young one uh the youngest girl with the, the silly funny girl g yule g yule um, yeah, that she when she messes up on that professor's um, bio, biography in the book, and they have to put the stickers in. That that's right. the sense of you let down the whole group. It's yeah. not just a personal failing. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's pretty typical. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting to me. And uh, the one thing I thought was sort of weird, uh, and maybe this is a cultural thing. Uh, so they have to have her have a child in order that she took the years off of work because of her child, but her child is at boarding school and she's almost never brought up. Right. That bugged me about this drama. And I think this is just a particular thing about this drama. There are so many dramas with kids in them yeah. and the kids are amazing actors. Like usually the kids still a show, but it just depends on what story they want to tell and if they want the kids to be part of it, I think. And I guess in this particular one, her, her daughter was not going to be part of their story. So they I think they should have at least, school. yeah, I think they should have at least had her FaceTime her or something. You know, did, she did of, FaceTime her that one time. You remember the one time she FaceTimed her? Yeah. And then there was also the, the one episode where she gets mad at the secondary love interest uh, that uh, I think his name was June. So uh, but it, 
that uh, she gets mad at him because he sort of hesitates when she says that she has a child. Right. She was prepared for that response from him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's funny. Yeah. And, but that's really the only, the only episode where her having her daughter is kind of a, a plot point really hard it's just kind of not yeah might as well be a single woman i felt like that was annoying thing too it did it did bother me mm-hmm. um but like i said i think that was just this particular drama somebody the director writer whoever mm-hmm. chose to have the, the kid not be really part of it but there's so many dramas where there's amazing child actors and yeah and i love it it's really great mm-hmm. when kids are part of the show yeah and a lot of times there's dramas where there's flashbacks like this one had a little bit of a flashback to their childhood where how they met when he yeah. saved him. She saved him, right? She saved him from an auto accident right. and then she ended up in the hospital. Because and, she ended up getting hit. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and so he, and then they, they, bond. they became friends. Yeah, and, and so th- that was just a little bit of this story. Some, some K-dramas, there's tons of flashbacks for, for, to when they're kids. And so then you have got your kid actors portraying our main actors as kids mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. So, yeah. And she also took him out on his, uh, taught him how to drink. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was a funny scene. Yeah. That was a funny scene. <laughs> um, and so they have uh, this big age difference. You said to me that that was a kind of a common trope in K-drama? Um, it's what we call a Nuna romance. And the Nuna is what uh, boys call their big sisters. And so um, he thinks of her as his Nuna throughout all these many years, ever since they met when he was, what, 11 or 12 years old. And so he called her Nuna all these years. And uh, so when you have a K-drama where the guy is younger and the girl is older. We call them Nuna romances. And there's a few of them. Most of, most of them aren't like this. It's just a fun trope. Yeah. Like you'd say mm-hmm. that some people are like, Hey, tell me your favorite Nuna romance. And then we'll, everybody will list the ones that they know that are like this, but most of them are not necessarily like this. So. Did you think they had great chemistry, the two actors? Um, I I did. I, I, I've seen better. I've seen better. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they had the best chemistry. Yeah. It wasn't a deal breaker or anything because there's enough going on, but I actually think she kind of had a little bit better chemistry with the other guy. Really? With, yeah. With, with so, so so June. June. Um, I don't know. I, I just felt, especially I thought the meet cute for them was really, was really cute with her losing her shoe in the rain and then uh-huh. him bringing his, bringing it back. And I thought that was all really pretty cute. Right. And like I, I think I told you another really com- I mean, this is pretty much in every drama. We call it second lead syndrome and, um, it's where you fall in love with a second lead and you think that she would do better with the second lead guy instead of the, the main lead guy. Mm-hmm. And it, some of them are worse than others where you are just like, this is so wrong. She should totally be with the other guy. And, you, and the other guy is so much nicer and better. And, but um, we, we've talked about, I've talked about this in some class or something where the first guy is actually better for her because of his flaws 
like you don't want the perfect guy you want the guy with the flaws so yeah. i like i thought that was an interesting discussion we had that one time yeah but, well well this is fine because they give a another character uh for they give a second a romance for the secondary character which i liked right uh, it was uh song a rin song song hey rin hey rin yeah anyway mm-hmm. she was really fun and uh she were also works at the publishing company he is he is a graphic designer i guess you'd say an artist yeah or book covers right and uh and then she uh his uh is i thought that she the whole thing with him, like i keep ending up in your neighborhood why am i in your neighborhood yeah. like that was kind of funny. she was hilarious she was I one of those her. characters where it starts out and you think she's really kind of uh, mean and not fun, and then she ends up having this great personality, and she's just hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I liked. I thought that was a satisfactory ending for our secondary character. Yeah, and I think that there's, there's a lot of dramas where they do end up happy, and you're like, okay, good. It all worked out how it was supposed to happen, yeah. and he got a girl, and it just wasn't the girl he thought he was going to get at the first. And yeah, that happens. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> And the song uh, character, she, uh, she had her parents run a dumpling store. Right. And so there, that was kind of funny. Like she's, she has this freak out session once because the dumplings are overcooked and she's like, how could you let me down? Yeah. She has, that was a big reveal when she feels like that she has not been treated very well her whole life. (laughs) Yeah. She sort of realizes it. That was good. I liked her. And uh, so the like I said, the whole plot with Mr. King I thought was a little bit confusing. So he, one of the themes of the story is that he has he's the, he's this writer, and he has Alzheimer's, uh-huh. and uh, and so he tried to commit suicide. Yes, uh, and uh, they, and so Yoon was there with him to help him. Uh-huh. And uh, he's not his actual son, but he's kind of his uh, his adopted he's a student. son. He's student. a student, and that, that he and and Mr. Kong was his um, mentor, and so then they just bonded. And mm-hmm. since he didn't have any family in his life, then Unho was his his person that was with him. Yeah, and and so Mr. King has a has another son. And all he knows about the sun was that the sun was born on the 23rd of April, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he makes a book where he makes the title 23rd of April, even though it has nothing to do with the book. Right. It's a way of talking to his son. Is that right? Right. And I think he, that's, he, just, he learned about his son when he, when he was in the midst of Alzheimer's. So he wanted to make the title be that so he wouldn't forget yeah. about his son, even though he still kind of forgot. And is that something that you're kind of like ashamed of that you think in Korea, the idea of Alzheimer's that you're like embarrassed about um, it? Or? I don't think that's necessarily a cultural thing. Probably mm-hmm. just this character's thing. Just this character. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, so that, that there's kind of this, this drama of him trying to help Mr. Kang and also them trying to figure out because uh, so you have uh, Sejun, who's also writing, um, and kind of the big reveal is that 
he is he's the son he's the 23rd of of april son Mm -hmm. and uh that the uh and that this book that they've that that uh they figured out that uh miss that so soon is right that this mysterious novel that they got called the heroes Uh they thought was mr kang's is actually so june's book right anyway so there's all kinds of intrigue with that and what what did you think about all of that i love it Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i think that um most like you like you were saying it's a it feels very light and then all of a sudden they throw in kind of this darker story i think Mm -hmm. that's a very typical k-drama thing even in the in the the light fluffy romance ones there's always a deeper underlying story that makes you think that brings out some um lesson to be learned or some message that they wanted to put across and or there's just some always a sad backstory that they that they have um and so that's just part of the whole experience i think of watching a k-drama and mm-hmm. i love it when they have these mysterious things and then it ends up tying all our characters together like that i think it's cool what do you think they were trying to say about alzheimer's and about uh, about this character um hmm I just think that the character was a really popular author and he didn't want to go out with people thinking of him as failing like that. So he mm-hmm. wanted to disappear instead. And I don't know if that was the thing where they, were they trying to say something about being ashamed of Alzheimer's? I think, I think this character just had an issue with it, but then in the end he changed his mind, right? He changed his mind and in his will, he said, tell everybody that what happened. And then they did the, the new issue. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they let everybody know what really happened to him. So yeah, because you have sort of age being a theme throughout the whole series. So I think it kind of works in the sense that you have her as an older, isn't not older, but as a mature woman with experience, not able to get a job. Uh, you have the um, three women uh, that are well, I guess uh, the the women that all get drunk together. I guess it's four women, including our character a silly girl yeah yeah they get drunk together and there's a sort of older women uh that are just kind of corporate women and what they've had to sacrifice along the way and that's kind of a theme also and and uh, so i think that sort of age and respecting like respecting the elderly and you know it's kind of a theme of the and respecting yes. experience not just uh, expect, respecting the whole person, not just their age. And that, that is a Korean cultural thing, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Respecting age and looking up to people older than you and with more experience than you, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely a thing. Mm. Um, yeah, and so we have the uh, two female bosses that are unlucky in love. You said the, the silly, the silly, they get all drunk. And uh, it's Mrs. Miss Go. Mm-hmm. and uh then and so you have the one that uh, and then you have then you also have the couple that are in the divorce their son is in the hospital uh-huh. so those are the three women um in addition to our lead character who has the daughter and can't get a job and so you kind of have 
her and you get like a little bit of a relationship between Mr. Kim and Miss Miss Go. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what do you think of, of kind of all that, those characters? Um, the thing that I find interesting is at first we don't like them. They're really mean. They're she's really mean to our main character, the uh, Mrs. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then it's like by the by the end she's learned. She's learned from our main character. She's learned to be more charitable and compassionate and she's the one that ends up changing the rule of the um the company to accept people of any background or education or whatever and she's the one that probably makes her book get published Mm -hmm. she's the one that changes everything even though you think that she's this awful cold-hearted person yeah and then our the other one she she does drive me crazy for the most part the one that gets divorced from the guy that they're working together. Yeah. The son's in the hospital. She's a, she's a weird character. And, yeah. Um, but she's still, you can tell she's, she's a friendly one and wants to, you know, include um, Danny think, and all the things. So I think they were trying to just show like different kinds of relationships. Like I, I do kind of like the fact that not every single couple ended up like this perfect happy ending that there was one right. that's a little more complicated. Um, right. And then you also have the the one uh, lady who almost got in, engaged. Well, she was engaged. She almost got married to this man, and then later on, you she ends up meeting him, and he's uh, he's now a runs a um, restaurant. A delivery yeah. From. Yeah, that they've ordered from, and uh, it turns out he has children, is married, and, and uh, so well, it sounds like he's struggling. <laughs> Yeah, because he's, he's distant in delivery service, which is probably not that great of a job, right? So, uh, but yeah. he said that, yeah, because she said, Why are you not working in the stock market or something like that? Yeah, and uh, so, but that was interesting. And uh, then there's also the two kind of young people uh, in the office, uh, I think it's Hoon and Yi Park, Park Hoon and Ji Yul. And uh, anyway, and they have all kinds of shenanigans. At one point, they they are um, uh, kind of tipsy, and they end up sleeping on the conference conference room table. table. And they just go ahead and have the conference meeting right there <laughs> with them, which was funny. Yeah, it was funny. And those two uh, crack me up. That guy, the guy that plays his character that character has been in a lot of dramas recently and he's always sort of the quirky side character or the Mm. friend of the main lead or whatever, but I just love him. I think he's so good. Yeah. Yeah, He was funny. Uh, She ends up kind of co-opting his apartment for a certain period of time, which makes me crazy. Like, why does he leave? Just say, if you're going to come here, fine. I'm going to still sleep here too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess is that a scandal in their culture? Yeah, that's, it is. (laughs) I think so. <laughs> so yeah, he goes to the sauna and sleeps there. Yeah, because the saunas there are places people sleep over all the time, so mm. people can sleep there. Yeah, yeah. And they end up falling in love in the end, and that's it was cute. I it liked is it. Really cute. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought was interesting. So this is set in a publishing a house and there is no talk about ebooks hardly at all yeah i you, i saw that you mentioned that and i i don't know why that is i think i that they they just wanted to emphasize the love of books so you know and there was so much book holding and book you know hugging and book smelling and book flipping through the pages so i just think that that was just a, a part of whatever message they wanted to get across i did 
in one of his lectures, we got to hear one of his lectures for a minute, and he did mm -hmm. talk about ebooks for a second in that lecture, I remember. But um, yeah, I don't know why. I think they just they just wanted to push the mm -hmm. love of books. Yeah, they even talk about smelling the books a lot. Yes. I'm like, I understand. I get this. I yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and last question that I had is that Danny, her clothes are very oversized. Um, that is, is that just, a thing in Korea? No, that's just her style. That's just the character's style. Okay. Um, clothes and fashion is a huge thing. But every drama you're going to watch, everybody's going to have different style. So that was just Danny's style. So yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't love it. <laughs> really? No. I thought it looked really comfortable. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, it didn't look the sweaters looked hot. She wore so many sweaters, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a dive heat. But and she's got such a cute little figure. I'm like, why are yeah. you swimming in all these clothes? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some other dramas that are really popular right now that people are just dying over the clothes that the female lead is wearing. Mm -hmm. And they are definitely different from what you've seen in this one. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you think about it, like Annie Hall or, you know, where she's kind of wearing the men's kind of look and uh, uh -huh. you know, you've seen that in it's kind of a, a similar uh, aesthetic in a way, you right. know, kind of this, a more androgynous kind of look that's, uh, but, um, but yeah. Your, it uh, your favorite, huh? <laughs> no, I didn't love her clothes. I was like, why that's is she funny. swimming in these clothes? They're so big on her. And, uh, but I mean, it's not a big deal, the clothes, but, um, but yeah, I, overall I enjoyed it. I, I thought that, uh, that the, comedy worked more than the drama um i liked uh the each of the little side romances quite mm -hmm. a bit uh and i thought that especially individual scenes like i was saying she's flipping out about the about the dumplings i thought that was funny um <laughs> so it, it was it was really it was really interesting would you say that this is uh, different uh, how would you say how would you say this compares to other k-dramas uh, this is a very typical rom-com drama. Okay. Very typical. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, there's going to be other dramas in all those other genres that I was talking about that are completely different. And there are some dramas where, and I, I don't really know how to categorize them, but they just are more dramatic and the, there's mm -hmm. still funny parts, but then the focus is more on the kind of the deeper story yeah. or, you know, more of the suspense or whatever. But this one is definitely a rom-com, and it's very typical of what a rom-com is like. Some rom some of the rom-coms are even sillier. I was wondering if the silliness bothered you. Sometimes, for my first one, I, I felt like it was, the th one of the things that bothered me was that it seemed really overacted. Like, they when they cry, they just sob, or when they laugh, or when they're sitting yeah. drunk, they're crazy over the top. And I'm just, I remember feeling a little cringy during my first couple. I've gotten very used to it now, mm -hmm. and I actually really like kind of the overacting yeah. But it's kind of something you have to get used to. This one actually doesn't do that that much. There's some rom-coms that are very silly and with the way they edit it, they'll add, they'll add funny um, sound effects and silly oh. things in on top of it. And, and sometimes I find it fun and sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys are really pushing it here. <laughs> yeah. But no, so this one is not quite as silly as, it, as some of yeah. the ones I watched. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I enjoyed the, the, uh, the humor for the most part in this. And there were a few moments where it was a little, a little much maybe with that younger, younger pairing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe. Uh, over, they definitely overacted for them. That and it's but that's supposed to be their silly, quirky characters, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So very good. Well, uh, if any of you have seen this series, Romance is a Bonus Book, uh, let us know your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it or your favorite K-dramas. Let us know. uh, That would be really fun to talk about. And thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun to get to talk about. And Uh, Why don't you tell people where they can find your channel and and what you do? Okay, so uh, you can find, if you just look at the K-pop converters, converters with a K on YouTube, you'll find the YouTube there. Um, We also have a website, the kpopconverters.com, where you can find all the links to all the places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter mostly. Twitter, I'm very active. Um, And then I was going to say that some of the things I listed to talk about dramas, I, I'll put on my blog. I have a book blog, suiesbooks.blogspot.com. And I will put this list there so people can go if they want a, um, kind of a more in-depth look at some of the things. And I'm going to put some recommendations there. Yeah, that'd be great. So some of the things that I know are, are available on Netflix in all these different categories we're talking about, I just came up with a little bit of a list. Mm-hmm. So you can find that on my blog when I post it. Yeah. So that'll be great. I'll have all all that in the description section. Make sure you guys check it out. I think that'll be very interesting. And thanks again. I really appreciate you doing this. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So please check that out. And make sure you're following the Homeworkies Podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast all over social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really need those, especially coming up for Christmas. We need people to be able to find our our podcast. And then if you are watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is a lot of fun. And we're going to have live watch alongs. And we can talk about if you get in our Facebook patron group, we can talk about K-dramas, if you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, it's really fun. And we also have our merch store, which has some really fun designs. So please check that out. Thanks so much, Sumi, for doing this. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, and we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.